Hey, what's going on, what's going on, everybody? Uh, my name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and I am uh, with the Black Financial Channel. That's theblackfinancialchannel.com. And I wanted to come in and uh, give you guys a quick update to get you ready for this week. Um, I know a lot of you are invested in the stock market. Um, a lot of you are stock market participants. And so um, I thought that I would help you kind of know what to look out for and what I've been reading um, about what's going on with the market. Uh, first thing I'll say is that the All Black National Convention was um, – was was amazing. Uh, we had a great time this weekend. Uh, thank you to everybody who came out. And if you go to allblacknationalconvention.com, uh, if you sign up now, you can actually get the recording of the convention. It was really, really good. Uh, we discovered and we discussed a lot of really important black issues um, in the community. Uh, we believe deeply in having black conversations that are all black all the time. And, uh, you know, we, um, you know, we, we just believe that we should be the ones discussing our future. Um, I, I don't believe anybody else uh, should be talking for black people. Um, I believe black people should be talking for, for black people. So anyway, um, so here, here's what uh, I want to, um, first of all, I ask you guys to do uh, to help me with this software. Can you please do me a quick favor and uh, say something in the chat? Let me know you can see me and hear me okay. Give me a yes in the chat if you can see me and hear me all right. And uh, and so, so what I wanna kind of discuss really quickly is what's going on with the stock market uh, tomorrow? Uh, what's going on, Jay Monty? I see you in there. Good to see you, brother. Uh, Coco Row and uh, Anthony, uh, it will drop because of no stimulus package. Yeah, let's start there then. Let's start there. Um, the stock market is um, probably not going to do well tomorrow uh, based on the f uh, futures index, which uh, predicts what the market's going to do the next day. Uh, futures are predicting that market prices are going to drop. So uh, I, that's bad news for those of you who you know are looking for tomorrow to be to give you something to smile about. But um, you know things can always change. New information can arrive. Um, Nancy Pelosi is doing a, a funny, weird little dance with uh, Donald Trump's people uh, over the stimulus package. I kind of kind of wish they would stop dancing and stop playing and actually start getting something done for the American people. But since when did politicians actually care about human beings? Since when do they care about the American people? I not in my lifetime. Uh, and so uh, right now, the big uh, mover, the big market mover is actually um, uh, related to this virus. Uh, this virus is uh, picking up a lot of new cases, um, not not so many deaths, um, but uh, a lot of new cases. And that does uh, cause some challenges for the healthcare system. And I think the reason the market is reacting is primarily because um, they they're they're fearing a shutdown. They have a fear that uh, because of all the new cases, there's going to be a shutdown and a shutdown could be bad news for for the economy. And uh, and if that does occur, uh, you, you could see some serious issues now. I'm going to just say to you, you know, in my view, I believe that the election is going to really reshape how the government responds to the virus. Um, I I'm really curious. I'm really looking forward to seeing um, after you know the election's over if Biden wins, which I think he's going to win. Uh, and just know that you're going to win if you're an investor. You're going to win either way, right? Biden or Trump. Uh, both of them have the ups and, ups and downs, right? So Trump is a business guy. He's going to keep taxes low. That stimulates the economy. But Biden's a spender. You know, he's going to go and do some massive uh, infrastructure deal and, you know, big stimulus package. So there's going to be a ton of money uh, that's going to come into the economy because of the, the massive stimulus and the massive infrastructure spending. So uh, anyway, 
Uh, here's where uh, we are with that right now. Uh, Mac Dent is asking, what's up with your teeth? Um, I had dental work, so uh, let's focus. Let's talk about that. Don't, don't worry about me. I'm, I'm just some weird, ugly guy, so forget that part. But I'm, I'm doing dental work right now. I'm doing some serious reconstruction, so that's what that's about. Um, so anyway, uh, let's see here. So Rona is asking, should I keep my stock with Apple? Uh, I, you know, I'm not going to, this is not investment advice. I'm not recommending anything one way or the other, but I will say, you know, that what happens one day or one week or one month or one year even um, really shouldn't have much of an impact on the long-term investing strategy. If you're a long-term investor, you're a long-term investor. That that requires consistency. Um, you can't just run every and get squeamish every time the market moves a little. The market wiggles every day. There's always something to talk about, but um, it doesn't mean you have to run for the hills or start selling things. Um, now, what it could mean, if you are a believer long-term uh, in the economy, it could mean that there are buying opportunities. It could mean that uh, that you could see um, some positives uh, long term with the market that you could actually see uh, some uh, long term uh, price increases uh, as a result of um, of, of, of the, these dips. Right. So these dips occur. Uh, the prices go down. This, it's the same company. Pretty much all the future cash flows are pretty much the same. But right now, maybe that stock is cheap. So maybe that's a chance to buy. Kind of depends. Um, I tend to be I tend to trade on what they call reversals. So when things go way down, I just tend to buy more. And when they go way up, um, I don't necessarily sell, but I might write call options on my stock or or uh, maybe write put options to protect myself on the downside. Uh, if you want to learn more about stock options, things like that, we actually have an options class in the Black Business School. So feel free to go to um, blackoptionsinvesting.com. That's blackoptionsinvesting.com. I'll type I'll type the uh, URL in the chat if you want to go take a look. The first month is a dollar, I think. So blackoptionsinvesting.com. So it's better than a college class, but you won't find you, you won't find college classes for a dollar. Um, and I am a college professor. Um, my PhD is real. It's not one of those internet PhDs. Um, so <clears throat> here's um here's what they're saying here. They said White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows said Sunday that the U.S. will not get control of the pandemic. Um, which probably caused prices to drop. Uh, this week marks the, the last week of October and the final trading period before November 3rd. Major averages are on track for modest gains for the month with the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ both rising more than 3% this year, or sorry, so far this month. Based on the action in the stock market we've seen over the past two weeks, it seems to us that it will take some serious new news to fuel a significant decline over the next week and a half. So uh, according to Matt Malley, chief market strategist at Miller Tabak, uh, he's saying that, you know, you're going to be pretty solid. And I, and I see the same thing. I, I see the market is strong and solid. Um, now, if Pelosi does something unexpected, like if she actually makes a deal with the Republicans and they get um, a stimulus through, um, then you're, 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 you're good. You're golden. You're going to make money. A stimulus is coming. It's not coming before the election, in my opinion. I think that they are um, playing with you. I think that the Democrats are pretending that they want to make a deal when they really don't. They have no incentive. Plus, they're probably mad. I, I imagine they're mad because uh, Amy Comey Barrett is getting confirmed tomorrow on the Supreme Court. So, you know, I, I, I don't know. I kind of think they probably threw that in the negotiations and said, look, if you hold up on this confirmation, we'll let you get the stimulus, uh, which, you know, they're, they're not going to make that deal. So it is what it is. Uh, Nala says, I'm 19 years old, trying to get started investing. How should I get started? That's a great point. Uh, let me just give you guys a URL. There is a URL you can go to. And uh, if you go to this URL, 
uh, you can actually, I can show you how to buy your first share of stock. There's a free training there. There's a URL, firstsharestock.com. If you go there, you not only get um, a free training on how to buy your first share of stock, it takes me 10 minutes to explain the basics of how to buy on Ameritrade, but also you get free stuff from the Black Business School. So the Black Business School sends lots and lots of free stuff out. We love to... Um, give you lots, lots of stuff that are, you know, that's really going to help you. And uh, then if you decide you want to do something like a premium program or a premium class, and that's available as well, there's a URL for the black business school. Don't forget the T-H-E. Uh, we actually have people standing by almost all the time that can talk to you right away about your wealth plan or whatever it is that you're trying to do. Uh, we can help you do that. Uh, do me a favor, hit the thumbs up button. If you haven't hit the thumbs up button, please hit the thumbs up, share and subscribe button. Um, the other thing that's really interesting is um, I saw another article that said that banks may actually have to brace for, for heavy losses as commercial property prices plunge. Um, so let me read some of this to you. This is really interesting. So um, commercial property, you know, particularly in these big cities uh, where the, the rent prices are extremely sky high, like Silicon Valley, people are leaving those places. People are leaving the New York real estate market, you know, um, I mean, you're, you're really talking about some colossal damage to the to the economy. And it's not just something that affects rich people. I mean, that's a myth that if you know, people say, oh, this is all about, you know, protecting capitalism, blah, blah. No, a lot of jobs, uh, you know, these as bad as of a rap as, as was we might give free enterprise or business development or quote unquote capitalism. Remember, jobs come from this stuff. Right. So, um, you know, when when the business owner can't do well, then they can't hire people. They can't um, create opportunities for people. And that can cause um, lots and lots of unemployment. So what's one of the side effects of the economic crash that you're seeing right now is you're seeing um, this uh, really crazy thing happening with the real estate market. Uh, landlords are feeling pressure to make their leases and then they're putting pressure on tenants, which is pushing forward with evictions. And uh, and what's really interesting to me, I'm really disappointed that our government officials could not make uh, some sort of stimulus deal because people need that money. I mean, it's it's really bad. And there are some people who just don't know how to um, how to make it in this kind of economy. And so what you're going to see over time is you're just going to see people get more and more desperate and you're going to start seeing bad things happen. You know, carjackings and people, you know, just terrible things going down. So um, I just kind of hope that we find a way to do something uh, for the for the, you know, for the community. I, I just hate it. Um Let's see here. Uh, OK, Robin says, I listened to your discussion on Asians. It's not completely true. Can back that up. My husband, R.I.P., uh, was a doctor to our community. He had black staff, including me. I have a black and Asian son. So study California before you class them all as racist. Um, I don't know that conversation, Robin. I don't remember talking about Asians, but. Uh, maybe it's an old video I did. I mean, I've talked about, I've probably done 10,000 videos. So um, I, if I hurt your feelings, I apologize. And I want to say that I love you anyway, because my mother's name is Robin. So that's a that's a check mark in, in your direction. And I apologize if anything I said offended you, but just get used to it. You know, my Instagram, um, if you want to follow me on Instagram, my Instagram is the real voice Watkins. And, and, you know, um, my, on my Instagram, um, I will just tell you, it, it, my Instagram will challenge your thinking. So if you, if you get offended easily by opinions that are different from your own, uh, then you shouldn't follow. But if you want to follow me on Instagram, there's the Instagram. So feel free to follow. We have a lot of challenging conversations there. So hit the thumbs up button. Please hit the thumbs up button, share and subscribe button if you haven't done it yet. So um, here it says banks may, uh, when it comes to the banks, uh, bracing for big losses as commercial property prices plunge. 
Um, in previous downturns, commercial property loan losses were heavy, and there were there are worrying signs that such a trend could be repeated this time during the pandemic-induced slowdown. Oxford Economics' um, Adam Slater said in a report, during the 2008 financial crisis, for example, such loan losses accounted for between 25 and 30 percent of the total loan write-offs in the U.S. Quote, large price declines generally translate into big losses for for banks. When you talk about commercial real estate and we know that commercial real estate prices have dropped tremendously. Now, it's not just in the U.S., though. It looks like it's all over the world. Um, I see Singapore. They're, they're talking a lot about Singapore. And so you're, you're just going to kind of see a lot of crazy fallout. So what the you know, what I'm really waiting for and looking for is uh, where we are on the vaccination front. I think that when the vaccine comes, I think you're gonna start seeing um, major positive moves in the stock market. It's gonna be a very good thing. Um, I, I don't really think that, um, I don't worry so much. The only thing that worries me is if they take too long to get things under control or if the vaccination uh, move kind of um, doesn't do what it's supposed to do, like it doesn't hit, you know, stay on track the way it's supposed to. Um, I think that what we're also looking at here is a situation where I think a lot of the public doesn't feel like Corona is a deadly virus. They know it's a virus. They know that they don't want their great grandma to get it in the nursing home. Uh, but when all the Republicans got the virus, uh, I mean, a ton of them, Donald Trump and all his friends, all of them are old and and fat and, and Chris Christie. My God, that poor guy is gigantic. Um, I was I was waiting. I said, OK, this is the moment of truth, because the problem with the media is because the media is so caught up in, in in the virus if 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 a thousand people get it and four of them die they won't mention the 996 who lived they'll find the four who died and they will talk about the four who died and make you feel like everybody died or half the people died right which gives you a false perception of reality risk is real but it has to be real risk it can't just be imaginary risk so the republican thing was interesting because i said i know if one of these republicans goes down especially if it's trump or one of his buddies they're going to have it plastered on every the headline of every newspaper in america well i haven't seen that headline um it, you know trump survived just fine maybe he was pretending but he looks okay uh chris christie uh survived um so you're not really dealing with something that is in inherently, fundamentally, completely always deadly. If you say that, then obviously you have to say the flu is deadly because thousands and thousands and thousands of people die from the flu every year. This is not the flu. This is worse than the flu. We know this. But um, I saw a stat that you may be interested in that said that 40 percent of the deaths were people that were in long term care facilities. Well, if you know anything about that, I want you to ask yourself, how sick would your parent have to be to put them in? A nursing home, like you know, how how bad would things have to be? I have senior citizen parents. My my dad is a cancer survivor, um, and uh, you know, it would have we it, things would have to be really really bad. Like I mean, they, he'd have to be barely hanging on when we put our grandma in an assisted care living. We put her in a hospice. Actually, um, we by the time we got to that point, grandma was completely gone. If there was any holding on at all, we would have we would have held on and we would have did what we could. So, my point is to say that um, I think that somebody's kind of playing with us a little bit. I don't think that it is what they're saying it is. Um, I think it's out there and it's real. You don't want to get it. But um, but I think, they're, unfortunately, inadvertently, I think this whole Republican episode kind of gave you a difference between what's real and what's not. So, um, so what's going to happen also afterward is after the election's over, whoever wins, I think, is going to try to downplay it. 
And I think they're going to move more in the direction of China. China kind of just took it out of the media and said, you know what, we'll deal with this quietly, but we're, but continue to move forward and just, you know, take precautions. And that's how they did it. That's why their economy actually took off faster than anybody else's economy. It doesn't mean they did it the right way. It just means that there's a difference between a, a country that's squeamish and kind of reacts to every little thing versus a country that says, yeah, you know, may, you know, maybe one, you know, half of one half of one percent might not make it, but the other ninety nine point five percent, they have to live, they have to eat, they have to survive, they have children to feed, they had, they we don't want them to be homeless, um, and I, I think that that is okay to a point in the sense that. I'm seeing a lot of people really being harmed by this. I'm seeing a lot of people losing their homes. I'm seeing a lot of people, you know, up there, every therapist I know, every therapist I know is very busy right now because the suicide rate is skyrocketing. The rate of depression is skyrocketing. People are getting addicted to opioids. People are beating their spouses. Like terrible things are happening because they're locking them in. It's kind of kind of crazy. Uh, do me a favor, hit the thumbs up button. If you haven't hit the thumbs up button, please do that. And uh, I want to remind you guys about something cool that we have in the Black Business School. It's this show we have called Life's the Pitch. And Life's the Pitch is a pitch competition that we do every Monday night. We have three, we pick three black owned businesses to pitch their business for 90 seconds uh, in front of the audience. And we do it on um, at 8 p.m. on financialjuneteenthtv.com. You can write that down. And if you mark it in your calendar, um, also on the bottom, you can text the word voice at, to 31996, and we'll send out a text notification as well so that uh, you guys can be made aware when we start it. But basically, the goal is to let Black-owned businesses pitch to the audience so they can get more customers. And also, we give them feedback on the pitch immediately. So the feedback is designed to help them do better. We believe that Black-owned businesses shouldn't just be dismantled and destroyed just because they made a mistake. We want to make them better. We want things to be positive. We want to help the community. So we have this show. Lene Javed is my co-host. And every Monday night, every Monday at 8, mark it on your calendar, we do our show, Life's a Pitch. And that's where we have three Black-owned businesses that compete. Uh, and each of them does their pitch. Uh, the pitch is actually recorded. We play the pitch. Lene and I talk about it. The audience gives feedback immediately. And then afterward, we reward all the pitches by doing what we call a wealth mob. And a wealth mob is where you uh, go to the company's website. Everybody in the chat has to do this. Go to their website, share a link to their product so other people can buy it and know about this Black-owned business. And also, they can give them feedback. They can tell them, hey, you know what? I'm not going to buy your product because it needs some work. But here's some things you can do, right? That's how we can help each other. That's how we can help each other build wealth. Okay, so it's called Life's a Pitch. That's the URL, financialjuneteenthtv.com. So feel free to go to um, go there. Make sure you subscribe there when you get there. And also text the word voice to 31996 to get notifications. Okay, so let's see here. Um, ProSapien says, when the market drops tomorrow, wait for consolidation, then buy the dip for some recent gains, If only if you are trading stocks. Okay, well, that, there you go. Um, all right. So that's what Persepian has to say. Um, well, you know, I'll say this, too. Um, a, I think a trade trading is a little different from um, a little different from, say, um, investing. Right. Investing to me is planting the seed and letting it grow. Trading is, is a little more active, a little more, you know, just, you know, duck and dodge, dip and move. I'm not saying that that's necessarily bad. I'll just say that when I talk about the easy ways to make money, uh, the simple uh, things that, you know, that fit with, you know, financial theory and stuff like that. Um, you know, it's, it, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, it, it's one of those things where those theories hold true. Um, if you invest for a certain period of time, like certain assumptions have to hold true 
for those theories to hold. So, for example, if you give me a five-year-old kid and a five-year-old kid just randomly buys a bunch of stocks and, you know, and then, you know, you, the child just holds those stocks, that five-year-old kid will make money. Like they hold those stocks for like 10 years. If they hold the stocks for 10 years and the and it's a nice cross section, a nice broad set of stocks on like a you know spider fund or a couple of mutual funds, that kid will make money. Like that's just there's never been a 10 year period where that didn't happen. So those are the types of investing that I think are easy to explain um, because a lot of people have a fear of the stock market. They think the stock market's going to kill them. They think they're going to lose all their money because that's what their grandma told them since they were little, uh, even though the grandma never invested. So in order to dispel that myth, I like to, um, you know, I like to just start with the basics. But to your point, you know, I know traders that do their thing and have fun with it. And and I'm not here to, you know, even even I have done things where I bought something and sold it the same day, you know, whatever. Right. So sometimes you do that. But just make sure you always know the difference between the two. All right. So uh, thank you, Coco Roll, for sharing this. Yes, that's the show. Life's a pitch. Mondays at 8 p.m. Um, it's, it's, it, well, it's from the black business school sponsored by the black business school. Uh, but anybody can join, anybody can watch. And also if you, um, actually, if you want to be considered for the show, uh, you can, uh, get a free copy of my book and also get on our email list. We send out stuff on our email list to let people know when we're looking for pictures to be on the show. So if you go to allblackeconomics.com, you can get a free copy of my book. And you can also get on the email list, which means that I can get in touch with you. I can tell you, OK, we're about to start the show uh, or we're looking for people that want to pitch. Um, another thing, too, is actually I'm looking for people that want to contribute as um, financial personalities or want to have a show on one of the platforms. Uh, I want to share the platform man. I, I don't want I mean, I like doing my thing. But I don't want everything to be the voice walking show. So you've seen me share with, with certain people. So I'm literally just saying this right here to you right now. Like if you're a person that has a brand and you're trying to get your brand out there, or maybe you always wanted to host a show, or maybe you uh, you, you have a little podcast, don't have much traffic, much of an audience. Um, I'd like to share that with you. You know, I, I, I've shared it with people like Vicki Dillard and Vicky's now known all over the world. And uh, that just makes me very happy. I'm, I'm really happy to see black people win. Good people, good people, you know, don't come in with no crazy stuff. I don't like mean people. But if you're a good person and, and you, you know, you respect the community and you have something to say, um, you know, then feel free to, you know, you can connect with us and we can make something happen. All right. So, uh, and I'll keep you guys posted. Just get on the email list, go to allblackeconomics.com. If you're on the list, I can let you guys know when we're looking for new people. Uh, we can't do it too much right now, but I will let you all know. All right. So let's see here. Um, let's see. Uh, should I stop contributing to my 401k? Well, why would you do that, Quentin? You don't want to do that. I see you got your handsome son or either. I can't tell if that's your son or your daughter. My dis, no disrespect if that's a daughter. Looks like your son. Um, and uh, you got to contribute to your 401k for your son. Most importantly, you should start investing for your son right now and uh, get him um, ready for the future uh, because he's already rich. Your son is already very wealthy. He's very wealthy with this powerful thing that's more valuable than money called time. Time is worth. Okay, it is a son. Okay, good. Did it right. All right. Didn't want to. Well, you know what? You know what's funny. You want to tell y'all a funny story? Um, okay, let me just confession. I, I I don't know if the feminists are gonna get mad at me for saying this or not, but I I've I've always liked women that have hair, right? And you know, like Alicia has beautiful hair. Our daughters have beautiful hair. You know, and uh, I didn't like that bald thing. I've never told. I've never been you know a type of dude that felt the right to tell a woman that she can't be bald like me. 
but that's not attractive to me, right? I hope it's okay for me. I hope I can say this and still be loved. But bald women just never did anything for me. It just, it was too, it was low too, you know, you know, too Don Lemonish for me. I couldn't, I, that wasn't my thing. But here's, now if you, of course, obviously, if you have a health condition and you can't help it, then, you know, who am I? I'd be a jerk to say something about that. But bald women don't do much for me. So long time ago, I was dating this um, woman many years ago. Uh, many years ago, and she's a she's actually a professor now, and she had really short hair, and um and I didn't and I didn't say anything because I didn't want to be disrespectful or hurt her feelings or anything, but I didn't like it right. So she one time she got these extensions and her hair was all long and pretty, and she and she said something I didn't even notice. She said, "Yeah, I noticed you've been much more affectionate with me uh, now that I you know when I had my extensions, and I didn't even notice. I didn't even notice. And honestly, in hindsight, she was like a real hardcore feminist." That doesn't fit. That doesn't gel with my personality. I believe in women's empowerment, but I but feminism is a little bit tough because it becomes a pissing contest sometimes. And so anyway, um, so I didn't I didn't say anything. I just kind of was like, I'm sorry, I didn't know, but I'm trying to apologize my way out of it, which that didn't work. She only got madder. And then one day I just said, you know what, you want the truth? Y'all, you always say you want the truth. Fine, you want the truth. And she said, Yeah, I want the truth. I said, you know what? I like hair. I can't apologize for that. I can't change my brain. I like hair on a woman. Like it doesn't got to be, ain't got to be down to your butt. Just something that tells me that we're different. And you know, you're a woman, I'm a dude. That hair was a thing, right? So she didn't say anything. She got really mad. She was pissed off at me for a long time, right? And um, and uh, anyway, so and I, but one thing I also said was I said when you have when your hair is bald, like it's it's too masculine. It's too. It looks like a man. I'm not attracted to men. I so what am I supposed to do? Right. So one day, so she argued with me all day long, like, oh, no, that's just you. You're being sexist. Blah, blah, blah. So one day we were at Applebee's. I swear to God. So we're in Applebee's. Right. She's sitting across from me with her little bald ass head. And um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm being mean today. It's late night. So I can talk like this. And she's sitting across from me. And um, and the uh, waiter comes up and the waiter comes up and he, and he doesn't see her face. And he's like, hey, fellas, how you doing today? And I was just like, and I said, oh shit. And and she she just was like, she's like, I'm not a, I'm not a fellow. I'm a woman. And he's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry, ma'am. I'm so sorry. And I was sitting there thinking, I told you, I told you. So, and you know, that that's my um, that's my hair story. I don't even know where that came from. I, well, you, one of y'all said something that triggered me. I'm gonna blame it on y'all. It ain't my fault. So anyway, I did not plan on talking about an ex from 20-something years ago, but but I personally think that means I was right, but that don't mean, you know, whatever. That don't mean people, people will get more pissed off at you when you're right than when you're wrong. Right. So I, you know, I, but I never said, I told you so, you know, I'm, that's how, that's how it is. Right. Sometimes it's tough being a man. Like you're, you're trying not to say anything that's going to get you in trouble. And you know what? I'm, I'm sorry, but you know, it's okay to like what you like. Don't try to like something you don't like. It ain't going to work. Right. So anyway, uh, <laughs> not that we plan to talk about any of that, but that was um, that, you know, and that's a, that's actually interesting because, um, you know, even when you talk about financial stuff, though, like love and money kind of lock together um, in so many different ways. And uh, and actually in the black business school, one thing that we're doing now is we're developing more curricula around relationships and money. Um, you know, in, in the all black national convention, we had a panel of women. And they were talking about all the weird things that happen with them when it comes to money. Like one of them was a lawyer and she said, I don't care if you make less money than than I do. But if you are um, I think she said something like she said, I talked to a man and he said, you're going to take me out to dinner. And she 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 literally said something like, 
well, if I pay for the food, then you're going to give me some. Mm-mm. And I said, what? She said, yeah, if I pay for the food, you're going to give me some. Mm-mm. And I was like, OK, all right. Then. You know, but but it was interesting when you think about how many men grow up without a father, unfortunately, and they, they don't learn what certain things men are supposed to do. And um, and it, it kind of creates this weird backward reality where sometimes the man goes out into the world looking for a replacement for his mother, uh, you know, a woman who's going to pay all the bills and kind of take the lead in every situation. And then the women are not, you know, maybe they're comfortable with it, but they're uncomfortable with the fact that they're being comfortable with that. Right. So maybe they're used to taking charge, but they're kind of looking at the man kind of funny. And I personally think when it comes to money, I really believe like men should focus on figuring out how to make enough money so that you can at least feel comfortable in your masculinity. Um, <clears throat> you know, I, I um, and I think that for black men, we have to have a, um, shall we say, a creative way of securing ourselves economically because we don't get the same jobs as everybody else. So if you're a black man, you're trying to go <clears throat> and do what black women do and go get jobs working for white men. I don't think that's a winning strategy long term for all of us because there are not enough jobs for all the black men. They put a lot of the black men in prison and um, and then a lot of them just get, are sitting on the corner. So I personally think <clears throat> that the black men have to be guided into a different direction where they can compete more directly with the white men. So I'm a big advocate of you teaching your sons how to start a business so they at least have a backup option. They have a plan B so that they're not sitting around saying, I can't feed my kids because the white man won't give me a job. That's not a that's a humiliating position for a man to be in where he feels like he can only eat if another man allows him to. And that other man happens to be part of the group that's oppressed him for the last 400 years. That that's just that's that's not that's white supremacy. Honestly, that's what it is. So let's not be white supremacists. Let's be let's let's go for black excellence instead and prepare our kids for the future. The world ain't fair, but we got to be ready for it. Okay, guys. So um, I'm going to head on out and go to bed. I'm losing my voice again. Um, if you want to join us uh, tomorrow night for uh, Life's a Pitch, here's the URL. You can subscribe at financialjuneteenthtv.com. Uh, go there and subscribe to the YouTube channel and also uh, text the word voice to 31996 and you can get text notifications. Uh, so I'll, I can let you guys know when um, when we go, when we're about to go live with the show. Also, uh, if you're on the email list which uh, you can actually uh, join the email list at this URL if you want to. And, and in addition to learning how to buy your first share of stock, if you haven't done it yet, and I can let you know when we're looking for people that want to be on the show or whatever the case may be. Okay. So we just want to help you. We want to see you win. And, um, and I enjoy talking to you and uh, I'm going to go to bed. I think I'm losing my voice. I'm getting tired. So it was great talking to you guys. So God bless you. Love you. Hit the thumbs up button on your way out. If you could, I would appreciate that very much. And, uh, I'll, if I as in tomorrow, what I'm going to do on the Black Financial Channel is I will update you all throughout the day on what's happening in the markets. Um, in case you don't know, we have another, we do have another financial channel, uh, the BlackFinancialChannel.com, which I'll give you the URL there. Um, and that's where I do sort of daily continuous financial updates. I like to do short videos and let you know, okay, I just saw this or this just happened and this is what it means. You know that kind of thing. That's that's fun for me. So feel free to subscribe. We have a lot of different options for you. So um, take care, guys. Have a good night. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.